the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 26th day after Christmas here. I uh, got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we talked about the big game last night. Uh, Ravens uh, put off big win there at San Francisco. Uh, looks like uh, now all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson's the MVP and he's his victim. So I'll, I'll explain that. I mean, that, that, this this is rich, you know. Uh, also, we'll go into the history of uh, of the Ravens organization. Some of you younger viewers may not be familiar with, with the history of the Ravens and why more should be expected of him on the field from actually quality of wins. Uh, I'll go into that. Plus, uh, Kansas City, uh, another devastating loss there, lose to the Raiders at home. I'll touch on that as well. Lions first win the first time, uh, win the division for the first time since 1993. Uh, go over a little bit of Dallas. Go over a little bit of uh, the uh, uh, Dallas and Miami game. I won't get to good scope, bad scope. Won't even get to the Power Five today. I put so much time into looking into uh, and researching the Ravens situation there. But uh, that's plenty of stuff. I'll get into that tomorrow. Got plenty of uh, time and space left for that. So go ahead and stand by. I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll take our first and only break, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsCo. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Okay, now, last night's game, huge game. Uh, some saying it could be the Super Bowl preview. Uh, could very well be. All right, now. Uh, 49ers-Ravens. Uh, Ravens beat the 49ers four interceptions by Brock Purdy alone. Five total turnovers, 33-19. And, you know, I'm looking down at my notes here. Now, if you listen to these pundits today, Lamar Jackson is the MVP despite his pedestrian 200 yards and 45 yards, two touchdown uh, performance. And also... He's somehow this victim now because he didn't get uh, Deshaun Watson's contract, uh, all because the defense had four interceptions against Brock Purdy. Uh, if, if you're watching the game, the Ravens dominated this game start to finish. But it, if you if you just listen to the pundits on, on TV, uh, if you, you look through social media, former players, that's why I have my show. You have to have some kind of pushback. And, and some kind of realization of what really actually happened here. Uh, if you listen to uh, your Skip Bayless, uh, 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 your your Steve, uh, your ESPN crowds there, your Robert Griffin's the third former players here, uh, sports writers, Mike Florio, which I'll touch on him, uh, pro football talk. You would think if you just listened to them and you didn't watch the game, you would think that the Ravens kick off down the field, 80-yard touchdown drive, kick off 80-yard field touchdown drive, and uh, uh, the 49ers three and out, three and out, three and out. If, if you just listened to those guys and didn't actually watch the game and, and, and look at the actual box score for what actually happened in the game play-by-play play like I did, you would think that. Because, like I said, I'm not a narrative-based person. People say, why do you keep changing your opinion? Because I do research and I try to get it right uh, and, and find out what, what, what the situation the situation is and what really happened. All right, so, it, so going back to 
that this box score here, all right? You say to yourself, now, Ravens win 33-19. Who, who got the most yards in this game, all right? Uh, do you say, well, okay, it was the 49ers, but wait a minute. 49ers 429 to 343. Did did the Ravens did the Ravens get off to this big lead and play prevent defense for three uh for three quarters? Did did that did, did that did that actually happen? Uh and the answer to that is obviously no. All right. The answer to that is obviously no. I just happen to have the time of possession. And each possession right here in front of my face. All right. First possession. Ravens got the ball first. Kickoff. Three yards. Three plays, two yards, punt. All right. Goes back to the 49ers. 49ers get the play, get the uh, football. Five plays, 74 yards. They're on the 15. Okay. Brock Pretty underestimates the speed of this defense that is loaded with first-round talent. So Cal, Cal Hamilton was a 14th overall pick, and that was supposed to have been, according to the uh, your PFF ratings, your Mel Kuypers of the world, because he was a safety, I didn't think much about it. But at that point, at that time, when he was drafted second-year player of Notre Dame, was supposed to have been a bargain pick. He had three picks, all right? So... They go all he goes all the way down, gets greedy. Now he's gonna learn he's a second year player, Brock Pretty. Gets greedy, throws that ball in the end zone. Cal Hamilton of the Ravens picks it off. Okay. In the end zone. The Ravens, uh, the 49ers defense pushes back Lamar Jackson. We saw that safety uh where the quarterback goes downhill. And uh so the ball gets kicked back to the 49ers. 49ers do uh 10 plays, 50 more yards, and then it's 5 nothing. okay? Then eight plays later, you, you, you got the 5-3 uh, field goal by, by, the, um, by the Ravens. Now, this next play, this next possession, the ball goes back. It's 5-3. It's a baseball score, right? It goes back to the 49ers, and Brock Purdy gets, gets cuked with Kyle Shanahan does this little fake action, lazy pass, uh, like a little lazy screen pass. And Marlon Humphrey makes a great play, jumps up, picks the ball out of the air. Uh, great play there. You know, uh, totally kills that drive. Ravens go back down, make it 10 five. Okay. So my point is, they knew they got cute at that point. How do I know that they that the 49ers know they got cute and and and, and got greedy when there's underneath players open and available and you're trying to get it in that, that fierce ball hawking defense that the Ravens have had for over 20 years? And I'm gonna go into and I'm gonna go into the history of, of this organization here in just a minute, how good they really are and why the bar should be raised high for Lamar Jackson to win more in a postseason, all right? So once that interception's made, the Ravens go back down, get a touchdown, it's 10-5, all right? And then Brock Purdy throws another interception, three plays, five yards. Uh, and then at this point, it's third, uh, the Ravens go back down, get a field goal. Uh, which means the Ravens are already in 49er territory, right? They get the field goal. It's 13-5, to 5, one of those crazy baseball scores. Once the 49ers get the ball back, score a touchdown, make it 11-13, to 13, this is where Cal Shanahan realized who he's playing. He says, okay, I'm not going to go for two. I'm going to go for one. At that point, Kyle Shanahan has realized that he has gotten way too cute against this secondary. Uh, they're overthinking the room, all right? They, they, are, they are totally overthinking the room. Then he goes for one. At that point in the game, second-year player Brock Purdy has thrown one, two, 
three interceptions, and we're not even at halftime. We're not even at halftime. All right? It, it's a one-point game, and then the Ravens go down and, and, and score a field goal. So at this point, Purdy's head is rattled. He's rattled because he's thrown all these picks. A lot of them were flukes. But a lot of it was the 49ers getting way too aggressive against this defense. All right? And, and, and if you ask a guy like a Tom Brady, going back to 2002, 2003, I've heard this in an interview with Brady and Belichick. He said, Brady says, listen, Bill Bill told us, Coach Belichick told us that but when you're going against guys like Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, this thing, and it's the same thing to now, that there's no difference now. I had a different head coach, but it's a still off of um, – Oh, God, I'll talk about it in a minute. Still off the same management system going back to 96, all right? But you have to take what they give you in front of you, and you cannot – you can go over the top, but you cannot get in the habit of going over the top constantly and trying to beat those safeties and corners. They're lined up with first-round picks um, from from cornerback to safety to other cornerback, multiple safety, first-round picks. Former first round picks, Clowney first, former first overall pick, Marlon Humphrey first round pick, you name it. It's it and it's depth going in and out of, of that team here. You see what I'm saying? And so at that point, we all know that the uh, Namar was uh, 20, uh, 19 and one coming into this game. The only loss was to the Giants. Okay. Then they get into the second half. You get the other turnover. The avalanche continues to fall. But let's go back to the box scores here. Again, Lamar Jackson is now, according to your Fox Sports and ESPN people, with two games to go. He's now the MVP of the league with 252 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he rushes for for 45 yards. Now that supposedly is got uh, – that's supposedly supposed to make you awesome or something, I guess. I, I, I don't, you know, not he's not even MVP of the game, folks. Cal Hamilton with three interceptions is MVP of the game. The, the reporter for the Ravens says, Cal Hamilton records Ravens' third interception of the game. The only other time Baltimore had three interceptions in a game was October 1st at Cleveland when the Ravens played rookie Doran Thompson-Robertson and not an NFL MVP favorite, Brock Pretty. Okay? So it, it's, again, looking at the actual box score of the team statistics in this game, all right, you think, okay, let, let's see. Uh, let's see who, who, is this Ravens or 49ers? All right. Let's look at uh, rushing yards. It's got to be the Ravens. It's got to be the Ravens. No, it's it's 49ers, 121 to 102. Passing yards, it's got to be the MVP. It's got to be in the MVP, uh, according to uh, all the media and former players, uh, majority of social media. No, nope, that's also 49ers, 308 to 241. Yards per play, it's got to be the Ravens this time. It's got to be the Ravens. No, that that's uh, that's 6.3 yards by the 49ers, 5.4 yards by the Ravens. Okay, here's one. What about first downs? Now you finally got the Ravens, okay? 23 to 21. You see what I'm saying? But if you listen to the – yeah, they should have just kept kept it on the ground, shortened it. I say all that, and I, I really do, and I'm not saying this with a backhanded compliment. I like Lamar Jackson. I think I, he, I think he's genuinely a good guy. I think he's worked his rear end off and became a better player in the NFL, okay? But I do have an issue with the level of protection – that former players in media feel like they have to ha- take against Lamar Jackson. You know, um, the Lamar Jackson protectors, I say. 
And he don't even need your protection. He's proven everything on his own. That he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you're not allowed to. It's racist to criticize Lamar Jackson. And me, I don't listen to none of that stuff. That's why I do my own show. That's why people come back to my show, because I tell you the truth, okay? You know? Because I tell you the truth. Listen, Lamar Jackson's been in this league for five years. All right? The the Baltimore Ravens, since the turn of the century, folks, since the year 2000, we got 23 years of data. The Baltimore Ravens are the only team to take two no-name quarterbacks who never sniff the, the NFL Hall of Fame. To, they'll never sniff the Hall of Fame. Trent Differ and Joe Flacco and win two Super Bowls since the year since the turn of this century. All right. Uh, they that they they they, they uh, only team to do the only other team to win the Super Bowl with two different quarterbacks is the Tampa Bay Bucks. One of them's the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. All right, uh, they 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 sold a ready made team. They 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 sold a ready made team. Pickle says it's all star team. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, offensive minded head coach. One of the better front sevens in the league. Young, hungry. Todd Bowles, great coordinator. Everything will set up for Brady, uh, a future Hall of Famer. And our there's really no argument. He's the best of all time. They're the only other team since year 2000, Fournette, Pickle says, to win the Super Bowls with different quarterbacks. Okay? You look at the, the, the Steelers in their own division. Roethlisberger, too. You look at uh, the Manning brothers, that's four. You look at Tom Brady, that's seven, all right? You see what I'm getting at here? Uh, so that's since the year 2000, which tells me that these guys are pretty freaking good, man. They draft well. They're the most consistent, not of the top ten. They're closer to the five top five defense in 23 years of data of any team in this league, including the Patriots, including the Steelers, in just about every category. I started playing fantasy, draft fantasy league, in 2007, okay? And in 2009, I started doing daily where you had to scout the defense and stuff. There's not a team out there, player for player, defensively better from a week in and week out basis than Lamar Jackson or than, than the Baltimore Ravens. All right. So this is why the bar should be higher than the Ravens. There's not a team that, that is more consistent from a drafting and development of players going back to Ozzie Newsom in 1996. Listen, folks, this used to be, a okay, I got away from my notes. The Ravens' history since 2000s are not the uh, I mentioned the Super Bowl thing, okay? Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer was such a great quarterback that they dumped him and got Elvis Kerr back in 2001, right? So he, he wasn't that good. Good guy, good coach. I'm not, I'm not dogging Trent Dilfer out, I'm telling you how good they are as an organization. You know, Joe Flacco, above average quarterback from Delaware. Now he's doing okay now with, with Cleveland, but they kicked it. He got lazy and complacent after he signed that contract when they went on that big run in 2012. Uh, when they went on that big run in 2012, he signed a big extension there. Anquan Bolden, remember the Harbaugh Bowl? And they, 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 beat, they beat the 49ers, ironically, right? They beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. Uh, but they're still good. They're still in the playoffs, but they went up to their standards. You say, well, they need they need Lamar more than Lamar needs them. No, I, I don't think so. Okay? 
Lamar was the first guy they drafted when they wanted to start the process of moving on off a 30-year-plus old uh, and failing uh, Joe Flacco as a quarterback, right? This team, if they were a hitter, they'd be hitting like 7,500, you know, 750. Everybody else is cool with hitting 300, right? They hit about 750 in the draft. They're amazing, you know, going back. But again, the the, the, the Mar uh, the, the Mar protectors, not the Mar love, because I love the guy too. I think he's great. But the the Mar protectors are thinking guys like me are being too hard on them. And he very well, they very well may win. They might not win next week, and I'll talk about that later. Another show. They got to play Miami. Uh, they they played late on Monday night. They got to go back home. It's going to be unseasonably warm on Sunday. They got to play the Dolphins. It's not a guarantee they're going to beat the Dolphins. I'm telling you that. I'll get on that later on this week. But if you look at this, the guy's been in the league. He's got one playoff win. That's the same as Tim Tebow. Mark Sanchez has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. And you've got guys like Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, saying that now he's a victim because he didn't get He's a $200 million-plus victim because he didn't get the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got, okay? He didn't. He's a victim. The, the, the league is colluding against him because Lamar Jackson uh, did not get what Deshaun Watson, the 250 guaranteed, all right? Lamar Jackson has played... Prior to this year, 12 games out of 17. And the last five, that's the ones that are crucial. Last year and the year before that, he's only played 12 games, missing the last five due to injury. The year before that, the only playoff game year that he won the playoff game, okay, he got hurt in the next game, in the Buffalo game. So he was hurt in that playoff game. He missed five games prior to it, okay? The Ravens are so good. They they built this franchise around him. They got extra tight ends, okay? The Ravens are so good. We talk about left tackles all the time, right? Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, star left tackle a couple years ago, right? He gets hurt. Huge contract. Ronnie Stanley, left tackle out of Notre Dame. He gets hurt. He's out for a while. So they take this guy nobody wanted because he had an awful, awful combine. His last name is Orlando Brown. He's a right tackle. So they move him over to left tackle. He plays great. Then then Orlando Brown says, man, I want out of here. I want to play left tackle. I, I I promised my dad I'd play left tackle. So then they 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 trade they trade him to the Chiefs. Nobody does this but Baltimore because they they draft they're so good, man. They trade him to a rival. And this is the headline. The Kansas City Chiefs announced on Monday, this is about two years ago. Announced on Monday that the club has uh, acquired offensive tackle Orlando Brown and trade with the Ravens. The, the Chiefs traded this. Your's first round pick, third round pick, and fourth round pick, along with the 2022 fifth round. Like I said, this goes back to 21. In exchange for Brown, a second round pick. So, so they get a haul for this guy, trade him. They don't blink because they bat 750 in the draft room, you know? And yes, Lamar negotiated his own contract, his mama's agent. You know, I admire the guy for doing what people telling me couldn't do because I see a lot of that in me. People tell me I couldn't, uh, you know, I have big aspirations and, you know, I took a hand at acting. They mocked me for that. I took a hand at journalism. They mocked me for that. I, I do this. They're mocking me for this. And I understand where Lamar's coming from. That's okay. But back to the point in hand here that this organization, two Super Bowl wins, with two different quarterbacks since 2000, 
not even Hall of Fame level quarterbacks. That's how good they are player for player. That's how well that they draft. Okay. Yes, more should be asked of him if you win the the MVP in your second year in the league. But you're also hurt uh, two out of the next three years. Uh, more should be asked. Uh, the team should be more careful at what they offer. You see what I'm getting at? But you will not get this. You will not get this anywhere else. But again, going back since Ozzie Newsom that came over, uh, former NFL player, University of Alabama player, general manager, came over from Cleveland when the Ravens moved from Cleveland, to the Cleveland Browns to the Baltimore Ravens, okay? In 1996, they've been the most consistent team, especially defensively, even over Pittsburgh. You know, I talked about the um, the success there with, uh, just for example, I mean, if Hall of Famers, Ed Reed, you know, Ray Lewis, okay, let me make sure, let me go back here. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, Bill Polian, former legendary Colts GM, said he would draft him as a wide receiver. You know, only other team that, that could work with Lamar, I think, would be the Ravens, maybe, or not the Ravens, but uh, Andy Reid, perhaps. Maybe Pete Carroll. Maybe Pete Carroll, when he first got to uh, the Seahawks, when he came over from um, from USC because he had so much uh, hand in, in, in the college scouting, that's why he was hitting home runs. Richard Sherman in the fifth round, maybe Lamar would have worked with Pete Carroll, okay? Maybe he would have worked with Andy Reid. But the, the Ravens, who, who have all the flexibility from ownership, have all the trust for the ownership, and draft the way that they have over the past 23-plus years, 25 years, going back to 96. So my point is 90% of the NFL, 90% of this league, Lamar Jackson would not have worked. He would have ended up being a, a, a Robert Griffin type, you know, in my opinion. But more should be asked of him. He should be criticized. And he knows this. But the media won't tell you this. The former players won't tell you this. But I will tell you this. These are just the facts, folks. How many how many running quarterbacks? This is why I, I'm getting to the point where this is why I have criticized Lamar Jackson in the past. Okay? How many running quarterbacks have led their teams to Super Bowl wins. You know, you look at guys, I look go far back. He was before my time, Fran Tarkenton. When you Google, when you Google running quarterbacks in the NFL, first names that come up are Michael Vick, Fran Tarkenton, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Steve McNair here out of Nashville. What do all those players have in common? Well, well, Robert, they ran for a lot of touchdowns. They 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 won MVPs. Uh, Manair shared an MVP. Lamar's already won an MVP. Cam Newton's won an MVP. Okay, okay. What else do they have in common? They don't have any rings, folks. And then I, then they get down to Steve Young. All right. Do you want to call Roger Staubach or John Elway a running quarterback? That's fine. They're athletic quarterbacks that can throw off the run. Steve Young. Out of all these great names, you know, the bottom line's to win the game, right, Pickles? Ain't that to win the game? Steve, Randall Cunningham comes up in that search, Pickles says. Where are the rings at for these? You know? We're, 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 Montana, precision passing wins rings. Tom Brady, precision passing. Uh, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, 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 Eli Manning, getting stops on third down. That helps win rings. 
you know, not blowing it. Lamar playing the way he did last night, that will win rings on the right team. That that will win rings. Uh, Trey Bradshaw's got four. Now, it's a different era. They ran a lot more there. I get that. I get it, folks. But you need that. And what about you said, what about Patrick Mahomes? Is he really considered a running quarterback? He runs a throw. He doesn't, they don't call uh, a thousand quarterback sweeps for him like they do Lamar and Justin Fields. You know, Michael Vick comes up. How many rings Vick got? I, I mean, I when I first saw Patrick Mahomes, it did not come to me, man, is he fast. It come to me, man, he's got a strong arm. Man, he can throw. He, he can throw off his balance there. And now he's got to become more uh, of, a, of a check down guy. And I'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, he, 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 he went to the right team. He's not a victim, Mike Florio. I think Florio's trying to cover his rear end because he says he put out on Twitter. And I started to change my pick here when he put this out, the founder of Pro Football Talk on NBC. That they're gonna kick, they're gonna kick the the Ravens rear, and I thought, nah, Ravens are pretty good, and this guy's nice. This is gonna be a pretty close game. Only issue I would have is is that six points. I, I I was never in love with that six points. But the truth of the matter is, they used Greg Roman to work with Lamar because they had to uh, because of Roman's success with Colin Kaepernick. All right. Lamar was considered a raw player. There's several Heisman Trophy winners. Who's the guy for uh, – there was a guy for Oklahoma, never even played in the NFL. Who's a Heisman Trophy winner back in the early 2000s? You know? Never even played in the NFL. So this Heisman Trophy thing's way overstated. All right? So they bring in Greg Roman. That gets stale after a few years. So they, they go to more of a passing – then that don't work. And then Greg Roman finally just steps down. And now Jim Harbaugh's, uh, John Harbaugh brought in Todd Monken. An exceptional drafting, you know? So it, it, it it's a lot of stuff that came into bout here. And there is a, I have a legitimate uh, gripe to criticize Lamar Jackson's play and lack of success in the playoffs or lack of availability up to this year. Now, maybe this year they can win a few playoff games. Uh, so if they get the one seed, you, you get you get two in the playoffs, you get the divisional, you get the AFC, then Super Bowl. That would be, I'd give him four playoff wins. All right? That's not bad. But considering the team that he has, considering this level of team that he's got around him, uh, more should be expected. He's not a victim for getting Deshaun Watson's contract. You are what somebody's willing to pay you, you know. But, but th- this is a um, historically elite franchise. They don't get talked about. They're not the biggest market. Uh, they're not the most glamorous team. They're a, they're, they're a defensive minded uh, organization. But the truth of the matter is, they're very consistent. They went through two ownerships: uh, Ozzie Newsom. Has now passed that down to another guy here, and they still have the same mentality going back a quarter of a century from the year 2000 starting in. So uh, I, I feel okay with my as far as that game is concerned. If they played again, I'd probably pick the 49ers because I think they would tighten up their play. And uh, and Todd Bunkin may very well may very well get a head coach a job offer. Look what he did with Stetson Bennett. Hey, hey, Nigel. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Pickle says offense coordinator. Yeah. So I think my criticisms in the past are valid. Consider the team he's on. He had a pedestrian game last night. You got two games to go, folks. Let's not get crazy here, okay? All righty then. All right, now. Uh, there was another game on yesterday. <laughs> Man, Raiders win over Kansas City. 
Uh, kept the Chiefs 85 yards rushing. Pat Mahomes had 53 of it. And like I said, he's normally not this big rushing quarter. He'll 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 take what he needs, but that they're not called running plays. I don't think so. But you know, that was a guy named Rob Parker. Sometimes he takes wild takes. He said Fox Sports. He says a few weeks ago, is this as far as Mahomes' development can go? And I think what he was trying to get at is Mahomes still has to develop a check down game that is not involved with him rolling out to his right, doing some kind of read option. I think that in this loss, that's one thing I can see is he's got to check down receiver screen at the line of scrimmage where Brady will check down, he'll snap the ball and do a direct throw, or he'll snap and hit the running back out of the backfield, or he'll hit an Edelman on a short in route, something like that. That's something he's got to develop that he can do straight out of straight out of under center three-step drop and, and throw. They don't have enough of that because Andy Reid is saying Mahomes is such an athlete that we don't have to do that. Well, when you do that and you roll Mahomes to the opposite side of the field, then you're taking away half the field. Yes, he has incredible arm strength like I just talked about, but there's also a higher probability of incompletion and ultimately an interception. And defenses have figured that out. You know, that's what Antonio Pierce figured. They said, we're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball some more. And we're going to force Patrick to his right. And we'll take our chances with everybody else, as I predicted. Uh, can't, uh, Travis Kelsey's lost a step. There is no chemistry with anybody else but a rookie, Rashid Rice. And you throw in the left tackle with with um, uh, Brett Veach, the general manager, trying to cut corners like I warned on those two tackles when he tried to cut corners on those tackles. Now it's ultimately come back to it's ultimately come back to bite him. And yes, the Chiefs will not get the one seed this year. It'll be to the Ravens or the Miami Dolphins. That's what I read this morning. Okay, so. They probably should have went after another veteran, but also Mahomes, that he's got, and this may have to do this in the offseason, but Andy Reid's going to have to say, listen, Patrick, we're going to have to add this to your repertoire. You know, for one thing, you're getting older. We don't want to get you injured. For another thing, um, we want to make the defense have to guard everything. We're going to make them have to, cover the whole field so we can spread them out more. All right. Uh, and on the flip side, as far as Pierce is concerned, I'm not in love with, with, with Antonio Pierce. I've told you about, uh, I played the soundbite of Jim Jeffco talk about Antonio Pierce in the past. Uh, he's a former university of Arizona player. When he, uh, coached with Jim, uh, Jeffco's, uh, with uh, Jim Jeffco's uh, alumni, Arizona State, with Herm Edwards, he was involved in some illegal recruiting tactics and whatnot, uh, kind of a shady guy, a little bit of a shady past. That's according to the former Dallas Cowboy, former Arizona State uh, uh, player, you know, and he keeps up with that story because he went to school there, played football there, Jim Jeffco did, okay? Uh, so, the point is, look at look at Mark Davis, the owner there. I got to thinking about it. You know, look at the dysfunction from since the last time they went to the Super Bowl back in two thousand and two, to Jamarcus Russell years, Lane Kiffin, the John Gruden issues. Uh, uh, John Gruden won, and then the assistant comes under, 
that guy didn't work out. Then you got John Gruden part two, and then you had those issues. Then you got the fact that they moved to the to the Vegas, and then you've had the stuff with with the players, uh, the tragedy with the player getting in the car wreck, the players getting arrested, the players getting kicked off the team, uh, the Mike Mayock failure at general manager. All that dysfunction there, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels not working out. So you, you look at that. This is not an attractive job. You got Aiden O'Connell. You got an aging, high-priced wide receiver and Devontae Adams on that team. You know, he passed up on Rich Bisacci, maybe just because it's not really that desirable of a job to me or anybody else. I don't think it is. I don't, who said, why is this a desirable job? You got a left tackle that's decent. You got one good defender on defense. I thought Tyree Wilson was going to be good, but I'm hearing he's not doing nothing at defensive line. We know who Max Crosby is. Maybe Antonio Pierce, with his background that's supposedly shady, maybe he's a perfect fit for the shady, historically shady, the outlaw Raider organization going back to the 70s. Maybe he's just a perfect fit for there. Maybe if you keep this guy in there a few years after making a huge win last week with a rookie quarterback, a fifth-round rookie quarterback on the road against a team that just won the Super Bowl that needed that game. The Chiefs needed that game to win the division. The division's still open. Denver still has a chance. Now they got two more games to go. I get it. But Denver, as bad as they played and lost to the freaking Patriots of all team, they needed that game. So Pierce did something there with the defense. You know, uh, they, they got the physicality. Zemir White, former Georgia running back here. I didn't even see this guy much at Georgia. He comes in, has a great day, over 100 yards. You know, 60-something points the week before that on the charge. Now they got, you know. Uh, Minnesota shut him out the week before that. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't do it. Give this guy two or three years to show some stability. Again, like the David Tepper stuff I've been talking about. David Tepper, the Carolina uh, owner there. All right. Been saying that about him. Maybe you should keep a guy in there a few years just to send the back signal to other talented potential candidates that you have some stability, you have some level of patience, let them get their, uh, get the players they want to get in, give them two shots at a quarterback since it's not an exact science, you know, and what that does, it just, it just sends uh, the opportunity to bring in better candidates in the future. You know, Jerry Jones, as much criticism as I had for him, he has shown that over the years. And he's one of those owners. He's always had to have – he's got to do his radio show. He wants to be part of it. I read the Jimmy Johnson book. How Jerry uh, – uh, he, he wanted Jimmy Johnson in the war room when they were doing their um, – when, uh, uh, you know, doing the draft room, to call it the war room. He said in front of the cameras, Jerry told Jimmy to act like you're telling me something, even though you're not saying anything. And I said to myself, he probably should have said, won't you just unplug the phone and act like you're talking on the phone? But maybe one of the cameras will see it. This is, we're talking 1989 here, you know. Well, maybe maybe the camera will see that the uh, the phone's not in the wall. <laughs> Yeah, Daily Mail headline says Mahomes told he's having the worst season of his career. You don't say, you know. Pickle says the Raiders cut the field now. That's what they did. That's what they did, man. On the road there. So, anyways, uh, maybe maybe give Pierce a shot. More reason this just the fact that he's he's doing a good job just for the own future of your franchise just to help for, for 
PR purposes. All right. Okay. Uh, quick take here. Now, Miami Dallas, as I mentioned, two mirror images of the same team in a way. Dallas had problems winning on the road against formidable opponents. Miami hasn't beat anybody above 500. I said that score would be about 24 to 20. Uh, Miami, it was 22 to 20. Miami made the plays when they had to. Dallas simply stalled in the red zone. Dak struggled, again, without his left tackle. Now, I've told you this before. When Tyler Smith's been out in the past, they lost to Atlanta, a bad Atlanta team a few years ago, a good a good uh, Dallas team. You know? So, uh, they, they lost to Arizona earlier this year. This is a setback for Dallas. You know, they're going to have to go on the road. Kind of saw this coming. I did like the fact that Michael Parsons was ticked off about it. Uh, but what it really says is, you know, maybe Cam Newton had a point. Maybe Dak Prescott is a game manager. He's a successful game manager, but you really have to have a lot of depth put up around Dak, okay? You have to have some depth put up around him. He has to have his offensive line intact uh, to be successful. Most of the year, it has been intact. That's why they've had uh, – they're right there to win their division. That's why they're pretty close to getting to the one seed because the offensive line has been put intact, okay? But you kind of see where they are. And no, he's not going to win the MVP. Uh, I would imagine not. After that performance there against Miami, uh, you hold that Miami team to 22 points. Uh, you can't score 23. You know, that was one of them. I, I told you so. Okay, uh, now now here, let, let's talk about this other one here. Lions. The Lions, folks, are hope. That 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 was the word I saw here. You know, I, I wanted to commentate when 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 they clinched the division uh first time since 1993. Since 1993. That's the first time 30 bleeping years, within 30 years since the Dallas Cowboys won a playoff game on the road. That was last year, this past year, earlier this year, right? In January 93, Cowboys go on the road. First time since 90, beat, beat that good 49er team. The Lions win the NFC North. First time. Since 1993, uh, only game I did have right that me and Carlos disagreed on. Um, Dan Campbell, excellent job. Uh, listen, Brad Holmes, man, this general manager, look at the players that he's brought in here. You know, just last year alone, first-round picks, Sam LaPorsche, I mean, if Puka Dakua and C.J. Stroud, now Stroud's missed some games because of concussion. It is what it is. Puka Nakua's setting all these records. Uh, Fifth-round pick, wide receiver with the Rams here. But if it wasn't for those players, Sam LaPorsche, the tight end, man, he'd be rookie of the year. A tight end. How often does that happen? You know? Not to the mention uh, Jabari Gibbs, controversial pick at the time. We knew Jabari Gibbs. I told you Gibbs was a good player. I thought maybe Cincinnati would get him later on in the first round. Uh, Dallas scoops him up a little bit beforehand, or uh, Dallas, Detroit. They play each other this Saturday, by the way. It'll be a good game. And so, so, so they, they scoop him up about 10 or 15 spots sooner than – he was projected to go. All three of those players are starters. All three of them, uh, Brian Branch, the safety, out of Alabama. He was not a first-round pick. He's contributed. Got the big interception earlier this year against Kansas City. Played well, um, played well on Sunday as well. All right. So you, you got to give this guy Brad Holmes. 
flying under the radar. They've really hit here. Uh, they got a decision to make. I don't know if they're going to keep Jared Goff or not. What can you do about Goff? You still have players like Aiden Hutchison, star left tackle. You still have Taylor Decker. Uh, well, not Taylor Decker. Panay Sewell on the right side. You got Taylor Decker. You got a lot of good players. Alamon St. Brown on rookie contracts. I just named them. Those three players I just named, LaPorsha, Gibbs, and Jack Campbell, the linebacker, who's all over the place. I think I've got him at an Iowa or something. Uh, those are all rookie contract guys. Your right tackle, those players, Alamon St. Brown, your, your tight end. They traded their tight end in division. And use that, it filled up their roster. And Minnesota takes TJ Hawkinson, signs him. He played great. Now he's got a torn ACL, MCL out for the season with Minnesota. And Detroit goes to Minnesota, beats Minnesota in Minnesota. It wasn't because of him getting hurt. And I hate that about Hawkinson. He's he having a really good year, really good year. But they had Nick Mullins. And he's a little shaky back there at quarterback, to say the least. To say the least for Minnesota, you know. But Detroit's made some bold moves. I thought Campbell was going to be a clown. None of that came to fruition. First division. And, and you know, so you ask me, you say, well, what, what did it look like back in 93? Well, I remember it now like it was yesterday. Okay. Uh, that particular year. Okay, that particular year, uh, they were upset by Detroit. They were upset by Green Bay. Okay, they were upset by Green Bay in the playoffs by a guy named Brett Favre. Uh, he comes to town, 28-24, great game. Then Green Bay moves on. They got to play the number one seed at Arlington that year. And, of course, that's Dallas. And then... Dallas end up beating Green Bay. Or Dallas beat they 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 beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl that year in the, in the NFC Championship game. Might as well been in the Super Bowl, right? They they beat San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, go and beat Buffalo again, and then the rest is history. We we know what happened. Jimmy Johnson left. But I tell you what, man, it that's why people get so excited when you get a new coach. That's why people get excited when you get a very high draft pick of a team, for example. You know, I argued back and forth for Carlos uh, about the draft the other day, on the air and off the air. And he, he's like, no, nah, if you don't do this, that draft don't mean nothing. If you listen. Cincinnati had no hope in 2018. But two years later, in April 2020, the COVID year, they had the number one pick, and there's a guy named Joe Burrow. Changed everything. Two years later, Cincinnati Bengals get to the Super Bowl, man. The Cincinnati Bengals. So when you, you change coaches... You, you, you change, uh, you know, when you get a high draft pick, you change quarterbacks. There's a sense of optimism, you know, just like pessimism and toxicity. I guess that's the word can, can just flow through an organization or fan base. Remember when the Saints fans, there's old film where the Saints used to have bags on our head, you know, called the Ain'ts. Then in 2006, you had you got Sean Payton, and then you had Drew Brees. One thing led to another. Before you know it, three years later, the culture's changed. They won the whole Super Bowl. Sean Payton calling for an onside kick after halftime. One of the boldest moves in the history of the game against Peyton Manning. And that Colt team I thought was going to beat them. And we know what happened there. They, they end up winning the Super Bowl. Not to mention 
that they were still digging out from Katrina, the god-awful Category 5 hurricane that hit, well, 2005, I guess, a year earlier. But Josina Anderson, a reporter I talked about the other day here, she says, talk about the Lions. She says, now for the Lions' success here, she said, to advance to my previous report, I think she's with ESPN now, uh, Lions offensive coordinator, this Ben Johnson, multiple highly placed personnel confirmed last week that the Panthers are among the teams that discuss receiving and or aware of his 15, this is called strike them while the iron's hot, $15 million asking price for the hot coordinator who most recently helped the Detroit to win his first division since 93. She says, while Johnson's agent publicly disputes said Price mentioned in preliminary talks, I stand by the integrity and viability of my sources. Meanwhile, the private market rates and leverage points always evolve throughout the carousel season. $15 million. This guy's never been a head coach before. But, hey, they got some good schemes there in Detroit, man. They got more. Ba- they look like they got more balance right now than, than the Chiefs do. Like I said, it's going to be a down year. You can't win it all every year in the NFL. It's a salary cap league. There's injuries. There's too much turn. Even if you got the best of the best quarterbacks, you know. But you know, going back to Detroit, yeah. Hey man. Uh, now, now this this job for Dan Campbell is going to be. He's going to take a job somewhere. Ben Johnson. My thing is, how many jobs are going to be open? Open. Todd Munkin with with Baltimore, with what he's doing with Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's a much older coach. He's done it at the college level with a guy named Stetson Bennett, uh, who didn't look like he was much. And then he also did it at the professional level with Lamar Jackson. Uh, don't be surprised with his age uh, that he, because he's an older uh, coach here, some of these coaches, some of these vacancies, there's going to be more. Atlanta could be open. Washington probably will be open. Uh, if you're the Chargers, do you call Todd Munkin? Do you contact a Todd Munkin offensive-minded offensive coordinator from um, from Baltimore? Do you call Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson's going to be – everybody's wanting to interview Ben Johnson. You know, Ben Johnson's only 37, though. Munkins, I think he's in his 40s or 50s. That's normally when you do get your first job. But that's not the, that's not the way it is right now. So it, it, it's a lot to keep up with here, folks. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll give you, I'll give you my power ranking. Uh, good scope, bad scope. I was wrong about some things this week. Uh, got a little bit behind. Hopefully, we won't miss so many Monday. Um, next Monday will have be New Year's Day. I don't want to be coming in here in the middle of these college football playoffs that are going to be 20 million plus people watching. Uh, but after that, I'm gonna try to get back in the habit of getting back on the normal Mondays again. Hey, Corey, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. And I didn't even talk about those basketball games 50 points. Uh, how many, how many assists? Did um, our guy from Dallas have the? I mean, he this dude was beast mode, man. I think he had like 17 assists. Here we go. Luka Doncic, 50 points, 14 assists, six rebounds, eight threes, by the way, four blocks, one steal, 15 for 25. And uh, they, they blew the blowers off the, the sun. So he's <laughs> he is playing at a high level. Number 77. Got a got an offensive lineman jersey number, Pickles. Luca Donson, 77. Look like a like an offensive guard on football. You know, I mean that, that's a weird jersey uh number there. I just now noticed that he's got a big grin on his face. I'm looking at this picture here uh last night. And uh, of course, you know, Boston um played well, got the win, still take more threes than I would like. Good to see Porzingis back. Always good to see them beat the Lakers. Uh, humble LeBron for a little while. 
little take there. Love those basketball games. Had a parlay going. Something told me after uh, I, I hit on Miami's game when they beat, of course, I knew that Joel LMB was out when they beat Philadelphia. Something said, you better cash out now because you're not sure how good Luka Doncic is going to play against Phoenix. And sure enough, no Bradley Bill, go figure, for Phoenix. Doncic goes beast mode, over 50 points and double-digit assist here. Um, looking like LeBron James in game six uh, against the Celtics about uh, 10, 12 years ago when he was totally unstoppable. But anyways, folks, uh, if you like the show, please share the show. Please share the show. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Got a lot more to get into here on Sports Scope.